Hello and welcome to D-Up Podcast. This is Louis Belletta and we have a lot to talk about. NBA Finals are here. We're going to talk about the NBA rumors going around, Kyrie Irving, Lakers stuff. We have a bunch of, uh, bunch of NBA rumor free agency stuff to get to. Um, but right now we're at Game 3 of the Raptors Warriors series and Steph just scored 47 points yet the Warriors lost injuries remain a headline of all games of the NBA Finals because of KD because of now Klay Thompson Kawhi playing hurt you could see it you could see it in his in his gait the way he runs Um, there's a lot of injury affecting the NBA Finals right now. Word is is that KD is going to come to play very soon. Clay should be cleared to play next game. At least he wants to play next game. He rested his hamstring in game three. Uh, as you all know, the Warriors are up two to one. Kyle Lowry has an injured pinky that's worth mentioning. Uh, one of his fingers is is pretty hurt, but man, has Kyle Lowry made an insurgence, a resurgence, uh, in, in injecting himself as that all-star in the playoffs for the first time. And right now, he's stepping up, hitting his threes in the NBA Finals, putting those numbers up, along with Van Vliet, his strong performance. And uh, the Warriors right now are hobbled. They're hobbled, and they're in big trouble. DeMarcus Cousins seems very slow uh, out of the gate. He, his moves look slow. He looks a little out of shape, um, and uh, uh, they're just waiting for, for KD to come back and, and make this team whole again. Games one and two were split in Toronto. You know, as you know, Toronto was the home team. Kawhi was very solid in game one, but the, the story of game one was Siakam just shooting, never missing. Uh, the guy scored 32 points, showing up like he's never shown up before. Uh, Siakam, what a pickup for the Raptors. What an improved player. He'll probably win most improved player. Um, I said he had to make his shots. And boy, did he make his shots in game one, giving the Toronto Raptors a 1-0 lead. Going into game two, the Warriors readily won the game because of their 34 assist total. When the ball moves like that and they're going in the 30s in, in the assist category, the Warriors usually win. In game one, they posted up about 20, I think it was 29 assists and lost. But when they're going to head over to 34, you're pretty much going to lose. Plus, their three-point percentage was around 40%. Uh, that spells death for the opposing team. Uh, in game two, the Raptors could have stole the game, which is really interesting. There was a, a play at the end where Kawhi would have gotten the steal. They could have tied up the game. It was a big fight in the fourth quarter, but that didn't happen. The Warriors held on to their lead, and they wound up winning. Game three, as you know, we're going to go over right now. Game three was all about the starters, the Raptors starters. Now listen really closely. Those guys put up 105 points. The five of them all scored minimum of 15 points, which has never been done before in NBA Finals history. So the Raptors brought out their best Boston Celtic uh, impersonations from last year. Uh, a well-rounded, balanced attack. We, it's What's great is that we really get to see Kawhi Leonard and his element. We get to see him one-on-one, and we get to see him lead this team. And, and that's it's wonderful to watch. It's very different than this Kawhi Leonard on the Spurs. He's the leader. Yet, 
It's rubbing off on these Raptors guys like never before. He's making his teammates better, and it's shown never before like in Game 3, like I said, where these starters all contributed to the win. Even with a hobbled Warriors team, it's still very, very impressive. This is a, a championship-coached Warriors team. And for the Raptors to be in the finals for the first time like this and to be playing at this peak level, especially in Golden State, hats off to the Toronto Raptors. I, even with the hobbled Warriors, I picked the Raptors to win. Uh, I had, excuse me, I had, I had picked the Warriors to win. I said that if Steph Curry was going to go over 40 points, which he did, he went 47. I knew he was going to go over 40 points. I said, I said the Warriors would win. Uh, yet, uh, they could not pull it out. As I mentioned, Clay Thompson, bad hamstring, was told to sit out. I think it was a very good decision. They didn't want to risk further injury. And as you know, uh, KD wasn't playing still. Uh, so it's a 2-1 Raptors in control lead in the series. Now Raptors are back in control of the series, of course, because they're the home team. And I feel it's I feel it's Kawhi time. It's, it's superstar player time. It's going to be we're going to see Kawhi rise to the top. We're going to see how much MJ he really has in him. And Steph with injuries, you know, with K, even with KD coming back and Clay coming back, when you have some hobbled guys, uh, the leader who is Steph Curry, he's going he's going to have to step up. Now, I'm not saying 47 points, but maybe 42, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. So games like this, if the Warriors are going to want to win, they're going to have to have Steph as their leader. You know, Steph can do it anytime he wants, but he's a team player. And it's going to be great to see Steph go back and forth with Kawhi in the next couple games, regardless of who else is playing. It's going to be a marquee matchup, and that's what the NBA Finals, that's what primetime entertainment is all about. One thing I want to mention is the toughness of Kawhi Leonard. One has to hold their hats, take their hats off because Kawhi, Kawhi is a real throwback. You could tell he's really injured. You could tell he probably maybe should be shit sitting out even though he says he's 100%. He is not. He can't even run correctly. It's hard for him to bring one of his knees up when he runs. As a basketball player, you understand that. You know how how much pain he's going through. You could see the difference in his play, his moves. and He's still out there. He's not crying. He's not giving you the Le- LeBron tears. He's not, you know, rolling around in agony and pain and wincing and putting on the whole Hollywood show. Kawhi's a tough guy. Kawhi's a player, and that's why he might be my favorite player in the NBA right now. Hats off to him playing with his quad stuff, his ankle. I mean, there's a lot of things going on right now with Kawhi. You know, it's when you have a quad injury, it affects other things because you the asymmetry and, and how you stand as a basketball player, how you jump, how you run. So Kawhi is out there battling it out, not complaining, and leading his team. And, and believe it or not, his team knows. You know, they know he's hobbled. And, and that's what a leader does. A leader leads by example, and that's what we're seeing. The Raptors are feeding off, off of that energy. Without, that, without this, this nan of a leader, this Raptor team wouldn't be close to what it is right now. And you can bet your bottom dollar that Kawhi has made Kyle Lowry a much tougher, a much better player. 
I mean, I don't think we would know a Van Vliet's name right now in this capacity if he wasn't playing with Kyle uh, with Kawhi Leonard. Um, bet, good players make better better players out of average players, and that's what's that's what we're witnessing. Um, Michael made Steve Kerr. Michael made uh, a bunch of players that you never would have heard of. John Paxson, Horace Grant. He made all these players better because they played on MJ's team. Um, imagine the, seeing your best player come in first to practice, shoot around, do drills, rehab himself, doing it all of the time. And the best player is out there all the time, uh, most of the time, uh, off-court, um, ser- very serious off-court. It really has a huge effect on the team and that's that not only that Kawhi mentality it's that San Antonio Spurs mentality that he's brought to the Raptors so it's wonderful to see the Raptors almost as the the new Boston Celtics because they're such a such a well-balanced attack with this Toronto team um, they're they're so deceivingly they're so deceivingly uh, fundamentally sound um, they are a, a, a wonderful uh, basketball team. So we see one team that can execute versus another team that can really execute, and that's the uh, the Raptors versus the Warriors, which makes this finals wonderful to watch. Well, getting back to uh, the Warriors and Kevin Durant, there's rumors that uh, Kevin Durant might leave. Well, we know that he's probably going to leave for New York, um, but a lot of it might hinge on whether the Warriors win or lose. And uh, chances are, if he wins, he if the Warriors win the championship, he's 100% going to leave. But the door is open that he comes back to Golden State if they lose. Now, one can only surmise that that's the case because Kevin Durant wants to be the guy responsible for bringing back the Warriors if they lose. You know, Kevin Durant's very concerned with his own destiny and what he's going to be remembered for. He wants to be remembered better than LeBron. And uh, if they win this year, I think that's three championships under his belt. Um, he Let's pretend he ever, all the news is true. He goes to New York and he wins one in New York. He's going to be remembered as the king of New York and possibly the king of basketball because LeBron will be on the downturn. He will be on the pinnacle of his career and only one there's only one organization that can make KD superhuman and godly to everyone and that is the New York Knicks so KD has this in mind and KD make no mistake about it KD is about KD and no one else he's about business he's about his legacy um, getting back into the free agency uh, we're talking about Kyrie Irving uh, we got to get to Kyrie Irving now up until today up until a couple days ago, uh, all reports were that Kyrie was coming to New York, pairing with KD. Because K- KD is basically a signed, sealed, and delivered guy to New York. Uh, handshake, off the books, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of signs that KD is coming to New York. Um, 99%, even Stephen A. said it. Uh, Kyrie Irving, though, Kyrie Irving doesn't seem like he's going to go to the, the New York Knicks right now because there's rumors that he has made up his mind that he will go to the Brooklyn Nets. I know this from an inside source as well. Uh, he's told someone that I know as well that he prefers the Brooklyn Nets. Someone in his camp said it. 
So the Brooklyn Nets look like the front runner to land Kyrie. He's in New York right now as well. Um, so let's see what happens, you know, from day to day because he's very fickle as well, and he can change his mind at any time. What's interesting is that that's the variable. Uh, the, the the new the the NBA Finals win or loss for the Golden State Warriors is the variable for KD, and then we have the Kyrie going to the Brooklyn Nets. How will that affect Kevin Durant's decision to come to New York, if it will or not? Um, I would think that the Knicks will have to pair another superstar with KD for him to agree to come here, which we hear he's already agreed to. But under the condition, he comes with another superstar. Uh, Kemba Walker, possibly. I don't know. I don't think he's going to leave Michael Jordan. I don't think he would leave that money on the table to come to New York. But crazier things have happened. Um could KDP possibly paired with like a Terry Rozier? And is Terry Rozier even good enough for Kevin Durant uh, to be playing in New York? That remains to be seen. Uh, but there's other free agents out there. Um, who who knows that who the Knicks would choose to pair with uh, a Kevin Durant to entice him to come? Um, but this whole now this whole whole offseason just got a lot juicier with these decisions and these rumors swirling. And and just to give you an update on the Lakers stuff right now, um, you know, Anthony Davis says he, his his teams are the the uh, that he wants to go to are the Lakers, the Knicks, Clippers. What I don't find what I don't understand though is that I remember the Pelicans have said that they are not going to deal with the LA Lakers that came from their camp so I don't know what the Lakers are holding out for hopefully their dreams are shattered because as you all know I don't like LeBron and I'm hoping that he does not get anyone to be paired with him um, I know a lot of my LeBron fran friends uh, hate me for saying this but um, I, I really I, I'm like Mark Cuban, how Mark Cuban had said he could not be happier that the Lakers are screwed up. I'm one of those right now because I used to be a Laker fan. I used to root for them. They're a major city, and um, they have a great history. They have most championships in, in basketball, I feel, or is it the Celtics? One of them. Anyways, uh, you'd think being a basketball expert, I would know that. But uh, I know the Lakers have a historic franchise, and I want them to do well because when they do well, the NBA does well. But I couldn't be happier as Mark Cuban said, that the Lakers are screwed up. I hope they don't get Anthony Davis as well. Um, well, it might not even matter because I feel uh, Anthony Davis will force his way anyway uh, without re-signing to another team if he goes to another team and just sign as a free agent to the Lakers in time. Uh there's, there's a, you know, this Lakers mess is going to go on and on and it'll be a theme all through uh, the summer, which will be the best free agency summer, as I have stated in recent times. I think Jimmy Butler would be a great fit for LeBron. I think Clay Thompson would be a great fit for LeBron. Um, uh, the Rockets have made it clear that Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker are going to be available uh, for trade. I don't know how smart that is. Those are glue guys that really ground that team. I would keep them together with Harden. Um, I don't know what the organization is thinking uh, by putting those guys on the block. Those are guys that you would need to 
to get there. Those are tough, gritty players uh, that add, add a lot of muscle. They're, they're tanks. Uh, like I said, they're glue guys, and you need glue guys to, to really win uh, with a team, and, and every championship team has had them. Um, so I'm a little confused with the Rockets uh, being, or the people related to the Rockets saying that, that those guys are up for trade. And uh, I, I get the whole Chris Paul thing because Chris Paul is a shell of himself at this point. But that's another thing. How do you get rid of Chris Paul when Chris is not uh, he's playing 50% of what, what he's being paid? So looking ahead to the NBA Finals and the Raptors versus the Golden State Warriors. On Friday, they will play Game 4. That game will take place in Golden State, of course, because it's the 2-2-1-1-1 format. Golden State should have Klay Thompson back. We don't know if KD is coming back. Uh, Kevin Looney might be, might be playing. Um, so Golden State at home with a little bit stronger roster. Uh, I'm going to go with Golden State if the players I had just mentioned are are playing. And the series would then even up at 2-2 with, of course, three games left in the series. Uh, this series has Game 7 written all over it. And don't forget, Game 7 will be played in Toronto. It's really makes for a dream scenario, a Netflix special, a drama like no other. And um, that's why we watch the whole regular season. Uh, the, only, the only part I have questions about is, you know, is the season too long? Because there's so many key players with injuries, and we always want to see the best team and the best team at full strength. But these teams haven't been at full strength because of, of injuries, as I've, as I've stated. So whether the NBA wants to do something about the schedule um, remains to be seen. But it's big business, of course, and they will lose money with uh, the amount of games that they cut down on in the season or make go, making a series go from game seven, uh, from a seven-game series to a game, uh, five-game series. Um, that, of course, would be a big loss in big business. So uh, I, I'm wondering to see what the NBA could do to protect these players a little more. Uh, I, I would think that the reason why these injuries are occurring is because of the, the, um, the, the, the length of the NBA season, the, the rigors of the NBA season, plus the, uh, the, the rigorous weight schedules. These players are getting bigger and more muscular. You would think it would be protecting them, but uh, it seems to be that it's hurting them more. So it's just something to think about. But again, getting back to the matters at hand, Game 4 is in Golden State on Friday. So make sure you tune in to watch uh, watch that game. I think it's going to be a barn burner. It's going to definitely be very heavy, uh, intensely played and closely played. It will come down to the fourth quarter. I'm picking the Warriors to win regardless. I don't think they're going to uh, they're, they're going to drop to 3-1. They're they have too much valor as a team. They've been there before. Um, Draymond Green is going to have to step up big time. Uh, he's one of the only ones that is playing without injury. And he's their, their, their leading workhorse. He's their catalyst, their, their engine physically. So remember, I want to hear from you, from, from you guys. Uh, I like to talk about what you guys, how, how you guys give me the feedback 
and what subjects you would like to talk about, um, and I can bring this up on the show. Now, remember, my Instagram is Lewis space Edward space Balletta. My Facebook is Lewis space Edward space Balletta. Um, friend me, DM me, talk to me, and uh, give me feedback about things I say. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. Uh, I would lo- I answer each and every one of my messages. I'm open to talking. So make sure you strap in, get your popcorn, because we are going all the way to Game 7 of the NBA Finals. You heard it here first. D-Up Podcast. Get it on Apple and make sure you tune in every single week, once a week, for me, Louis Boletta, and I will serve you with the best information I can give you. I'll talk to you soon.
Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.